Welcome to another episode on our podcast for event planners presented by Purple Pass. Today, I get to say the word that we haven't heard in a while. Festival. Yes, a real live festival. What's that, right? I'm sure it's been a while for all of us. On today's episode, we have a few members from the Everyone Project, a nonprofit dedicated to hosting low-key but imaginative art festivals in Nevada's Black Rock Desert. Their mission as a nonprofit is to fund artists, old and aspiring, encourage creative ways to repurpose art, and build connections with the community to bring accessibility to those filled with inspiration, innovation, and who are ready to share their work and passion. We don't just have one, but three members of the Everyone Project who are here to talk with us today. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's just start by having everyone on the call introduce yourself, your role with the nonprofit. And um, after that, I'm sure the listeners will be able to identify who you guys are. So you don't have to say your your name every time you speak and whatnot. So um, whoever wants to go first. All right, I'll go. Uh, so my name is Matthew, uh, or you can call me Bureaucracy. I am one of the co-founders of the Everyone Project. I am Aftermath. I'm the other co-founder and um, did one of the directors of Folly. Uh, my name is Michael. I, you can call me Zynga. I'm the director of Propaganda. I work directly with the founders to make sure um, everything that is seen and heard is in alignment with the Everyone brand and the mission. Awesome. Okay. I love you guys' nicknames, by the way. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> so I'm like thinking of like what, what mine would be. <laughs> uh, you get, you, you, you will receive one if you are. On I know. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for mine. So whoever wants to, let's just, so the listeners know, tell them about the everyone project. It's purpose, why it was created, how it started, whatever you feel like they should know. All right. Well, um, the Everyone Project really started as just a rustic group of campers that were camping out in the Black Rock Desert. So uh, we were just a bunch of people that enjoyed primitive camping, being out in nature. And um, as a group grew, we started bringing art to the playa as well. And when you bring art to the playa, other people stop and take a look and then ask if they can camp next to you. And well, that snowball effect really led up to this large non-event that happened back in the uh, summer of 2020. So mm -hmm. what we were was just really, again, a bunch of friends and campers and new friends that turned into a, uh, you guys should throw an event, invite me to it sort of group. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's the everyone project in a nutshell. That's awesome. That sounds, yeah, I was looking at um, your guys' photos and stuff online and it seems so cool. That's a cool way to start a, uh, thank you. Uh, start something. And you guys have the, you guys have an event coming up, right? The electric universe. We're trying to host the event. So um, our permit is still in limbo with the permit authorities right now. So as soon as we get the green light, um, we're, we're going to forge ahead, announce the dates, announce ticket pricing. But for all, um, but for now, we, we really have to kind of keep a lot of that under wraps until yeah. we get big thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's actually one of the more frustrating elements of what we're doing. It's, we've got a lot planned. We have all the, the tickets, the, the dates, uh, essentially all the event planning done. Yeah. Uh, we just can't really unveil that until we have the green light to move forward. Yeah, that's frustrating. I hope you guys can go through because, I mean, everyone wants to do something. Oh, it's going to happen. Hopefully it's 2021, if not 2022. But this okay. is definitely happening. Yes. So when did you guys start? 
Yeah. When did you guys start this? Um, as a group, we started camping on Playa um, outside of that other event uh, mm-hmm. around 2018. Is when, oh, sorry. <laughs> 2017 is when we started, but our, our group really started to galvanize um, in, in 2018. And from there, we just have kind of picked up people along the way. We've lost a couple, but not many. And um, it's, you know, it, it just kind of started as a, hey, you like to build stuff. We like to build stuff. Let's build stuff together. Awesome. So you guys have been getting together for a while. You've had other. So the Electric Universe coming up, would that be like your first main event? Or have you guys done a big events like that in the past? I guess it depends on whether or not you would call supply a last year an event or not. There seems to be some heated debate among that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so I just started as a, as a group of 52 campers. And then, you know, if, if you build a framework, people will come and naturally mm-hmm. fill it in. So, you know, I, I don't. I don't consider it an event. Um, some other people do, but, um, you know, our first coordinated, you know, permitted event will be Electric Universe, hopefully this summer. However, uh, throwing events is definitely not new to a lot of the folks that are on the board and, and the leadership team as well. So uh, um, there is the expertise in throwing large scale events. It would just simply be the first one underneath uh, a yeah. joint banner, uh, that being the Everyone Project. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. That's so exciting. And, and the so all the experiences and projects people see at the event will see at the gatherings it's all from provided by artists and do you guys you guys are a nonprofit do you fund I'm just trying to understand from looking at your website do you guys fund them to provide the art we have lots of answers over here but Michael uh, sorry <laughs> Zinga. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, sure. I mean, you know, we we believe in this project so much uh, because we we believe in the mission of co-creating, whether that be art or camps or infrastructure. Um, it, it's such a compelling and transformative aspect of of the human condition. So we're 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 all about supporting artists and their creative endeavors. Uh, to get them out to the playa because there's 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 something just amazing that happens out there when people uh, voluntarily come together to co-create with each other in in, in these harsh conditions. Um, it's it's kind of like the opposite of social media in a way. You're uh, you're not in the comfort of your typical surroundings, making choices on how you want to be perceived. You know, all of those layers are uh, of illusion or or sort of peeled back. And what's left is your is your real self, and uh, you realize everyone is kind of in the same vulnerable place, and that's that's the magic. So we want to mm-hmm. support that uh, by by supporting by 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 funding art um, and artists who have uh, visions of bringing you know not necessarily large scale art. That's not that's not what we're doing, at least not at this point. Uh, but uh, certainly, you know the. Uh, the sculptures and the uh, interactive um, installations that, that people have dreamt about, but may not have had an access, access to funding. Otherwise that's, that's kind of what we want to be. We want to be able to be a resource for people that have dreams um, of bringing something really cool to the playa. Uh, and in those crazy conditions, people fall in love with each other, you know, mm-hmm. um, un- unbreakable bonds are created where we're uh, we're trying to make this experience uh, more accessible to everybody. 
That's beautifully said, Mike. Yeah, as because our project kind of started as a bar, uh, backyard art project, we have a very special place in our heart for funding other backyard art projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And like what you're saying, I mean, how I interpreted it is like people come and that's where they have to be vulnerable. And usually when you're the most vulnerable is when you accept in new experiences, new people. So I love that. And so I just wanted to kind of get an idea of like when, how, what have, what are the challenges been like for you guys since the pandemic, you know, hit and mm. I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> or well, like, I mean, certainly getting people. Yeah. I mean, getting people excited about something that we can't really divulge a whole lot of logistical detail about is a, is a huge challenge. Um, I think what's really worked in our favor has been uh, the support from the people that we've met in real life out on the playa, you know, on these the non uh, uh, other thing in the desert uh, events that, that, that we've participated in over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of new to everyone. <clears throat> this, this, this past uh, non-event was my first experience with this group. Um, and, um, I saw, you know, uh, something absolutely amazing happen, which was, you know, they, they took it upon themselves to create COVID compliant, uh, camping infrastructure, uh, in, in a way that everybody could be safe, uh, out there. And it was to me, it was just, I, I knew that I needed to, you know, hang out with these people more because they, they really cared about what they were doing. And so that reputation has grown. And I think our, our extended community has, has been in, in an incredible amount of um, support for us as we try to build towards an actual event. Um, we're able to build uh, excitement through social media, obviously. I mean, we, um, we have been documenting all of our uh, uh, non... Uh, <laughs> how, do we, how do we say... That? Uh, events that are not part of the other thing in the desert's ecosystem. How do we say that? Um, but we've got a ton of documentation that we are able to, you know, show people what we've been up to and all of the planning that we've been putting into uh, creating a great event. And that's that's resonated. People are really excited about what we're doing. You know, so even though we can't get into details. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, um, I'd like to add to that. Um, so COVID has kind of been a blessing and a curse. I must say everyone project might not even exist if the pandemic did not happen because it really came out of our love for camping out of Black Rock Desert. And we knew since Burning Man was not canceled or since Burning Man was not happening that year, um, we really just wanted to bring art to Playa anyway. So we, we brought it out. Uh, we brought two different um, trips out with different installations. And, you know, we just kind of wanted to keep it going. And because we had such a huge turnout for the second non-event, it just blew our minds. And, you know, the feedback was was mainly positive. And they said that, you know, reconnecting with humans after months of lockdown and isolation was just really nurturing emotionally. So I think everyone who was out there who went on their own volition, we did not send out public invites at all. Um, they, you know, they really took responsibility into their own hands. They, they took that personal risk, but I think everyone there would say it was well worth it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Go ahead. 
Mike, go ahead. No, that's Sorry. No, no, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I bet. Uh, I was going to ask, you mentioned, uh, Mike, you said that I just I was curious because that was my next question about camping and sure. you said it was in compliance with CDC guidelines. I'm just curious, like what kind of protocols do they do to, you know, instill safe camping? Um, well, I and Matt and Stan, you guys can jump in at any time, but, you know, we don't really have a lot of of framework to uh to to speak about right now just because things are changing so rapidly yeah. um we know that there are probably going to be some protocols in place that we'll need to adhere to and of course we're going to um throw a legal event and we care about people's safety quite a bit um but everything's sort of very dynamic at this point, and so it's really hard to say anything specific about that. Um, just know that we're working with all the relevant authorities to make sure that you know everything is done correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, we, oh, go ahead. As a supplier, uh, we certainly made sure that there was social distancing put into place, and so the the camps that came out there. Uh, we actually had a, a bunch of people assigned to act as greeters, and we ran them over to be uh, 200 feet minimum distance from camp to camp. So there was a master plan in terms of placement uh, just to make sure that people were, while part of the community, were spread out as, as much as, as possible just to, to have that in place. A lot of people did wear masks, some did not, but they did stay within their social bubble. Um, talking or, or looking forward to the planned event that we've got, coming up in 2021, uh, what I can say is, as, as uh, Zynga mentioned, or Mike, that um, it's a very <laughs> dynamic situation. We certainly did put together a worst case scenario plan and, and that was submitted to the Department of Health. And so uh, that plan is for, if it's just as bad as it was in the wintertime, absolutely you know, minimal uh, contact, having a redu- reduced population on, on top of our cars and so on and so forth. We've uh, not released any information that goes into great detail because we just don't know how much of that plan will mm-hmm. needing will needed to be enforced uh, by the time summer comes along. Whenever you guys do this event, honestly, one of you guys reached back out to me because I want to know how it goes. Maybe we'll have you guys come back on and we can see talk about how it went, what you learned from it. Because, and I hope, I hope everyone we all need we all want events like i know everyone's just waiting for you guys to give them the green light <laughs> so yeah we're ca- we're cautiously cautiously optimistic that things are going to be a lot better uh five uh five and a half months down the road it looks like you know m- most vulnerable populations will be vaccinated by then and mm-hmm. if not everyone who wants a vaccine will have had a vaccine by then you know the light is the end of the tunnel it's not too early to plan. I don't care what anybody says. We're, we're, we're doing the right thing because people need this. You're exactly right about that. Yeah. And oh, sorry. I was going to say, um, hopefully once we get the green light, we can come back on and share some more information. Before yes. Happens. Yes, I agree. And um, I also agree. Uh, take it slow and plan like way in advance. Like you can never plan too soon. Like you said, I don't care who says it's too soon. No you know, by then you'll be ready. You're going to have everything to go and it's going to be a breeze because you've planned so much. You know <laughs> We're what I mean? hold you to that. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a strong believer. Cause I'm a, I plan ahead. Like 
you're doing the right thing. And we have a lot of, so we have a lot of event professionals that listen to this, uh, specifically nonprofits. I just wanted to just dive in really quick and ask, I just like to ask about like your marketing. I know you guys rely on social media. I'm just curious how you guys have kind of been getting the word out or what you find is like the most effective thing that works for your guys' audience when it comes to promoting and, you know, keeping everyone up to speed. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's, it's important, I think, to reiterate that um, this group has, has known each other for, for a long time and that they've been doing a lot of documentation um, at their own events on the playa over the years. And, and so there's this, we have, we have access to this treasure trove of, of media um, of our own historical work, essentially. Um, and, uh, you know, since we are artists and writers and doers, uh, most of these events that are heavily documented have uh, pictures and videos and, you know, all of these uh, different uh, um, art installations that have been documented. And it gives me a lot of uh, content to work with in terms of like creating categories for things to put down on social media, uh, appealing to different groups. Um, it's It's been great. And we... We absolutely uh, are only using uh, content and media from our from our own events. Um, nothing from the the other event out there. Uh, it's really important, I think, to make that distinction because uh, at the end of the day, we we would like a good relationship with them, and uh, we you know feel a, sort of an alignment with them by default. But it is important that all of the media that we put out there is our own and, and it absolutely is. So, uh, yeah, that's been, that's been really great as a marketing person to be able to have access to, you know, such, um, excellent media to work with. Yeah. And that the, 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 the prize goes to Matt and Shannon. They've, they've, they've done an amazing job of, um, making sure all that documentation is high quality and, and readily available. Yeah. And it looks awesome. Like I'll admit, I was like, I just go through and try to learn as much as I can before I talk to people. And I was just going through your guys' stuff and the, the pictures look so cool, like Facebook, everything you guys are doing. So yeah, I agree. When you have like, it's all about content. And when you guys have so many, so many people, you know, around you, word of mouth, like it definitely makes it a lot easier. And I mean, you don't even have to say, it's not like you have to market much because it's right there and people can see like how amazing it looks. Exactly. It kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah. It's such, such high quality work. Yeah. Okay. So I, I did, I wanted to leave the episode with something that I read by Shannon aftermath. Like I said, I was being creepy and I went through everything, um, <laughs> but I was reading your bio. And so basically what she said, which kind of like stuck with me, even the worst experiences can yield immense potential for life-changing lessons. And I loved that. And I think I think it's important to end this on the note, like whether we apply it to the Everyone Project or life in general, like the past year has been one of the most challenging years for everyone. I think I'm, it's safe for me to say that. But we've come out of it so strong, stronger than I think we've realized and we've grown from it. So I just like to leave this episode with if each of you guys should maybe give me a one takeaway that you you've learned from this year, whether that's in general or or growing with the Everyone project. 
uh, there's a there's a saying that uh, that sticks with me that is uh, another version of what what uh, aftermath said, and it's the aching and the breaking are the making of the soul. I I just love that. Um, yeah, we've we've had to uh, learn some hard lessons over the past year, and we've um, upgraded our formula. And I think in 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 many ways we've become better people. Um, I'm really excited to see people on the playa because it feels like we're sort of working towards the big family reunion and where we all get to share the experiences of this this COVID uh, pandemic time. And uh, it's going to be a big love fest. So you need to you need mm-hmm. you need to be there too, Savannah. <laughs> I honestly yes. I'm going to, I was, I talked to a promoter like this morning and I'm just like, cause she was saying about an event and like, if it's not like up to par and I'm just like, honestly, you put in a, a social, anything in front of me, like where there's real people, it's going to be like the, the best thing ever. It's going to be the most yep. experience. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. I yep. don't accept it. It is. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Uh, this has just been an, <laughs> an incredible journey. And I know that's pretty cliche to say. Uh, but what, what isn't is that uh, I've been luckily putting 80, 90, 100 hours in a week simply because uh, at the end of the day, it's really uh, it's a family. Um, we've, we've grown really close and passionate towards what we're doing. We're, we're all working together on something that's bigger than ourselves. And it's really a joint journey and vision to create something uh, for the community that we love. And that's that's the arts and creators and the inventors community. And so um, whether yeah. it's uh, just chatting over not having slept for 16 hours or, or just having like two hours of sleep <laughs> and, and saying things that don't make sense, which is uh, probably me today. <laughs> um, I, I think we've all been through, uh, we've seen our, our each other in, in the worst and, in, and also in their, in their best selves. And we've all, I, I would say, grew quite a bit over just this last year planning virtually, having Zoom calls, webcam calls, and and even messaging people and text messages at 2 a.m. with a thought from bed. Mm-hmm. So um, my takeaway from, from last year was uh, actually the best way to sum it up was something I just read this week, and it's that hope feels good. And I like to think that with all the doom and gloom that you see, you know, circling around social media, even, even our, you know, media um, in, in general, it's very easy to lose sight of hope. And I feel that the only way we can kind of um, get through it is to pick each other up and kind of lean on each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, the everyone family that we've been growing has been not just amazing, but it's been instrumental in getting this off the ground. But, um, you know, it, it's been our best resource, you know, emotionally, like we're, we're just we're so happy to be doing this together. And it has just been absolutely fantastic. Yep. That's amazing. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. Like, it's all about hope, having, changing our perspective and just knowing that we're going to get through it. I, like, whenever I think of, like, what my takeaway is, I might butcher it, but it's like, the quote is, it's better to light a candle than curse the darkness, you know? And we just need to, you know, you have to find, you got to find the light at the end of the tunnel, like you guys said. And I, this year, I feel like we've all learned so much. You guys have probably grown so much and it's made you stronger as a family. If that, if, that, if I can say that. 
absolutely. Yeah, that's all I had for you guys. Um, thanks so much for talking with me. And a hundred percent, once you guys have your event, whether it's this year, next year, reach back out to me and I want to talk to you guys about how how it went. That sounds great. You got it. Yeah. Thank you for having us. <laughs>